keep saying, what about October 7th? What about October 7th? What about October 8th? What about October 9th? What about October 10th? What about October 11th? What about October 12th? What about October 13th? What about October 14th? What about October 15th? What about October 16th? What about October 17th? What about October 18th? What about October 19th? What about October 20th? What about October 21st? What about October 22nd? Let me finish the question. Let me finish answering. What about October 23rd? What about October 24th? What about October 25th? What about October 26th? What about October 27th? What about October 28th? What about October 29th? What about October 30th? What about October 31st? What about November 1st?
full scale of this attack. I've asked a lot of guests this, these two questions, and I'll be curious about your answer. One, would you categorize it as a terror attack? And secondly, would you condemn Hamas for what they did? My view is as follows. Number one, as far as the evidence shows now, atrocities occurred on October 7th. The magnitude of the atrocities and the types of atrocities, for example, were children beheaded, were women raped. That remains, so far as I can tell from the evidence, an open question. However, that there were atrocities that occurred, my answer is yes. Number two, that's a, that's a factual question. Then there well, the question was, was question. it a terror attack? Yeah. Well, atrocities, it seems to me, denotes a terror attack. Okay, thank that's you. That's what atrocities okay. are. Thank you. Okay, so number two, that's the factual question. And then there is the legal question. As a matter of law, it seems unquestionable that the people who perpetrated these atrocities would be prosecuted and convicted in a court of law. However, I would say on the legal question, I should think that there would be some mercy shown because those who carried out the atrocities were concentration camp inmates. Number three, which I think is the one that concerns you the most, is the moral question. And at a moral level, my view is my basic precept. We may disagree. My basic precept is that there but for the grace of God go I. That is to say, I'm very reluctant to condemn people who are in a position or in a condition such that were I in that position or condition, I'm not sure what I would do. Now, the 1,500 young men who burst the gates of Gaza, they were born into a concentration camp. They lived for two decades in a concentration camp. They had no past, they had no present, they had no future, they had no jobs. Half of them, according to humanitarian organizations, suffered from what's called severe food insecurity. And then on top of that, as I'm sure you know, Piers, because you keep up with the news, Periodically, Israel goes into Gaza and it mows the lawn. And you know what mows the lawn means. It means a high-tech massacre in Gaza. In 2008-9, Operation Cast Lead. 2012, Operation Pillar of Defense. 2014, Operation Protective Edge. And in each of these high-tech massacres, visited on the people of Gaza, in some cases hundreds, in some cases thousands of Palestinians are killed. Pardon me, President Reagan, but who are the terrorists now? This isn't a movie we're making. Who are the terrorists now? The country can drive, the government drive, Tesco tanks are mobilized. When I send them food supplies, swords into power chairs. Gun planes, naval planes, some proud nation's name. So the dying can reuse the plane. Hey there, President Reagan, well who are the terrorists now? This isn't a movie we're making. Who are the terrorists now? Expert in excess of overkill. Who's deadly tools show goodwill? Other nations acquiesce At Sidra we bang our chest Why earn a family's wrath For each side has the last laugh And fuck with the Netflix's banner Who are the peacekeepers now? And somehow we're blaming the Russians Asking who are the terrorists now? No profits in weapons reductions So who are the terrorists now? Those who voted for Reagan after interrogation, children are brought here for trial. Ofa military prison near Jerusalem. The army would not let Four Corners film inside. I've been behind these walls three times. 
I saw children shuffling across the courtyard, handcuffed and shackled. Some hearings lasted 60 seconds. I saw one boy shout the name of his prison so his mother would know where he was being held. I saw the judge convict some children without even once looking at them. Through it all, what I saw was a conveyor belt of convicted children. I think perhaps to give you some indication of how efficient from a military perspective this system is, according to the military court's own records, their annual, their annual report, the uh, courts have a conviction rate um, of around 99.74%. <laughs> Typically, a Palestinian boy convicted of throwing stones will be sentenced to about three months' imprisonment. The United Nations Children's Agency, UNICEF, last year released a scathing report on Israel's system. It found that Palestinian children had been threatened with death, physical violence, solitary confinement and sexual assault against themselves or a family member. The report found that that ill-treatment was widespread, systematic and institutionalised throughout the system from the moment that the child was arrested right up until the sentencing process. Last month, under pressure from human rights groups, Israel stopped the long-standing practice of keeping children overnight in outdoor cages. Children had been kept freezing in the cages during snowstorms. World Children's Day, the day when we commemorate the signing of the UN Convention on the Rights of the Child, the most widely ratified human rights treaty ever, the world united around the protection of children. Well, aren't we great? And it's about time that we wake up and smell the white phosphorus, the burning flesh of children torched alive in Gaza. Wake up and hear their screams over the dead bodies of their parents their severed limbs, their blinded eyes, their parched lips, their starving stomachs. Feel their terror day after day after day after day as the bombs rain down on their homes, their schools, their hospitals. 
on and on it goes. And all the great nations that signed this great treaty to protect children sit on their hands. And we pat ourselves on the back in places like this while not just doing nothing, but enabling that Israeli genocide against children to continue. Well, the people of the world have seen through your complicity, if you mean a morsel of concern for children, stop the slaughter, demand a ceasefire. importantly, it's you must not be taken for granted by the Democratic Party because they think that this spring, the genocide will be over. Israel will have moved towards a clean resolution. Maybe everybody is in the Sinai desert in tents or something happened, but it's over. And we're supposed to just forget about this as Americans so often do adopt historical amnesia and then focus on horse race politics. And they are going to deploy all the familiar propaganda about the bad orange Hitler who's going to come into the Oval Office uh, and get indicted 42 more times unless we vote for Biden. And you just can't do it. We can't. This time was too much. We can't let it happen. There needs to be a way of registering discontent 
at the polls in November or all those protests and all the police bicycles that smashed you in the face and the pepper spray and the indignities and humiliation that you took there to make your point, being called an anti-Semite on national TV, even if you're Jewish, it will have been for nothing if you give away your vote again to the Democrats. So there has to be a way of registering your discontent. Maybe it's writing in Palestine, writing in a watermelon, or voting for someone like Jill Stein who has called for Netanyahu's prosecution. So there has to be a way of making them pay. They have to be ruthlessly punished for what they have done to Gaza, to Palestine, and to you. It can't, it can't be allowed to stand. Never forget this moment. Hundreds of civilians were killed, often in brutal ways, by Hamas. They targeted people who were civilians. They knew they were civilians. They killed them anyway. I understand that people were enraged by that or horrified by that on a humanitarian level through empathy because they identified as Jews with those victims. I understand all of that. I think all of that's valid. I shared that reaction. 
But I also remember on 9-11 feeling the same way when 3,000 people had two buildings collapse on top of them. You're talking about young parents and, and, and young people working who were civilians and were innocent, who were just trying to earn a living. People on airplanes lost their lives. And so much of the anger and the rage that we felt was misdirected. It led us to support things that we regretted because it was unbelievably counterproductive to say nothing of morally disgraceful. Don't let your reaction to October 7th lead you to places that are dark and disgraceful that you'll come to regret. And do not let the reemergence of that childish and yet deeply insidious framework that either you stand with Israel and the United States and everything it wants and it's savagely despotic allies or you stand with the terrorists. Don't let that framework be imposed on you because it is so deeply deceptive. And if we saw that propaganda framework for the first time, I'd have sympathy, I'd have empathy for the people who fall for it. We just went through that 20 years ago with 9-11. We have an obligation to learn from that history and not to let it happen again. Everybody, you're tuning to Chief Tuesday's 101.5 UMFM. I'm your host, Dan. Starting off at the top of the show, we heard um, a clip of somebody giving a very good response to those people who, as soon as you start talking about the genocide happening in Gaza, always say, well, what about October 7th? And do you condemn Hamas? It's, it's such a complete and utter BS way to respond. And uh, yeah, I am definitely going to try that out next time somebody asks me that. Um, then we heard Sepultura, the track called Territory, which is a, a great track from their Chaos AD album back in the 90s. And the video on YouTube is definitely worth watching if you've been following the genocide in Palestine. It's, it's uh, quite a lot about that. Um, we heard Norm Finkelstein 
he's an amazing, intelligent Jewish scholar whose parents survived the Holocaust. And it's uh, well worth watching any interview you can find with him on YouTube. You'll learn a lot. He famously called the recent calls for a humanitarian pause, uh, similar to fattening up a turkey before you slaughter it. Um, MDC, who are the terrorists now? Uh, follow that up. And this is a question worth asking, especially after you hear, you know, professors and experts on the Israel-Gaza situation discuss all the systemic slaughter and denial of rights of the Palestinians. And especially after you hear how they treat children outlined in that brief clip from a news report uh, that followed it up from Four Corners from Australian Broadcasting Corporation in 2014. Um, nail bomb, some of your achievements. Um, some of the lyrics here, children burning, crawling, dying, knowledge and science used like toys, splitting neutrons, we made us a bomb, no advances, just death of man. Claire Daly uh, from the European Parliament representing Ireland, and uh, I just love this woman. I don't know what else to say. I've seen some clips of a couple of NDP members in Canada speaking up against the genocide in Gaza, um, but not nearly with the passion and vitriol that the whole situation deserves. It's time to drop this idiotic facade of politeness that we're known for in Canada, and which we all know is a load of crap anyway. Politeness, formality, the rules-based international order, that kind of crap, that's what put us in the situation we're in today. I'm done with all of that. We need more people like Claire Daly in power all across the West. And that's why I've decided I'm running for office. <laughs> yeah, as if. This, the next song after that was a, a great band named Ulcerate. Uh, it's kind of how I feel about doing these shows. <laughs> Getting ulcers. Ulcerate, the coming of genocide is the name of the track. And uh, yeah, may the horror of human nature feed the horror of realization. Caskets for empires founded on fault lines. Caskets for empires. Uh, we heard Max Blumenthal from the Gray Zone. Uh, from a recent live stream talking about how you cannot forget about this and you cannot just vote blue no matter who and vote for the lesser of two evils. And the same goes with you out there listening in Canada or wherever you may be. If there's an election coming up, don't forget this. Every single member of your government that has stood up for this crap, for this genocide, and spouted garbage like Israel has the right to defend itself, as if this is actually a war and not an illegal occupation and an attempted genocide. Don't forget it. Vote every single one of those MFers out. Don't let them frighten you or guilt you into anything. Wolf, the track uh, after that with a track called Genocide, the rotten seed of hate grows in those who never learn while blood seals their fate beyond the point of no return. Uh, Glenn Greenwald after that, um, talking about the 9-11 reaction and how the reaction to this whole situation is kind of the same. You know, don't let yourself be sucked into this false narrative. Uh, it's a good message. You know, we see people getting fired. Uh, we see Osama bin Laden's letter to America getting scrubbed from the Internet and TikTok. Uh, we're seeing protests made illegal in some parts of the West. You know, people feeding those same arguments of you're with Israel or you're with Hamas. Just like W used to say, right? You're either with us or you're with the terrorists. It's all a load of crap. You need to think. Don't let your emotions be taken advantage of. Whether it's this war, whether it's the war in Ukraine, whether it's whatever the next war is going to be, they're all the same. It's lies, lies, and more lies. War is a racket. Right. Um, after that, Impaled Nazarene, uh, which is, you know, such a great name for a band. Uh, Genocide is the track. And they're brutal lyrics, okay? Brutal lyrics. But I think they encapsulate this attitude that Glenn Greenwald was speaking against. Um, mountains collapsing, shores on flames, islands drowning, humanity fades. Genocide. What we need is genocide. All must die. Scum being raped. Scum being killed. Scum is dying. I keep on laughing. Genocide. It's the fucking genocide. All must die. And like that, yeah, that, that encapsulates 
the attitude that's coming out of a lot of politicians' mouths, especially in Israel, where we've heard official after official say all kinds of horrible things about committing genocide and at the very, at the very least ethnic cleansing in Gaza. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> it seems as though we do have a ceasefire on our hands. I mean, at the least, it's a humanitarian pause uh, for now. But, you know, let's see how long it holds. I'm not really optimistic. So moving on to the score for the week. And uh, yeah, Doctor Who. So we we, we passed the 60th anniversary now. There, there's a the, the actual 60th anniversary date has happened. The series of episodes that are celebrating it are 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 just getting started. The first one aired. It's great seeing David Tennant back in the role. You know, he's uh, he's he's one of the greats of the modern doctors. Um, we're gonna take a look at the last Doctor of the classic series, the Seventh Doctor, and I'm going back to these 50th anniversary collection CDs because honestly, there's some great stuff on here. Um, and so we're talking about uh, like. 87 to 89 86 to 89 or around there um it's a it's really a shame that it got canceled when it did because it did go through a bad patch the colin baker colin baker years the sixth doctor those were a rough couple of years and sylvester mccoy's first season was pretty bad um but it was starting to get better and his final season was excellent like it was right back towards like a really good level of storytelling and interesting stories and his doctor with a with ace the companion ace was one of the top doctor companion combinations in the series um and then they just canceled it and it's really too bad but uh we got some good music here some of the best episodes i'm gonna fit in for sure and after that we'll see how much we have time for but we're gonna hear music from the greatest show in the galaxy um, by mark Ayers and the same guy doing the curse of fenric Another great episode. And uh, Dominic Glynn doing music from Survival, the final episode of the classic series. Um, if we have time, we might add in somebody goes by the name of Kef McCulloch um, doing a couple of shorter tracks. Um, but that'll be it. And that's likely it for the Doctor Who, although I may reconsider that. Uh, and I'll be back here 10 to 11 p.m. next week. Tuesdays. Cheap Tuesdays. 101.5 UMFM. Take care of yourselves, folks.
Thank you.